Welcome to Non-Gendered Fitness, where we explore health, fitness, transitioning, and queer life from beyond the binary. Proudly brought to you by Fearless Movement Collective, the home of queer fitness and health. And here's your host, Bowie Stobar. Hi there, welcome to Non-Gendered Fitness. This is episode number 13. My name is Bowie Stover. My pronouns are they, them. And I am delighted to have you join me today. This show is recorded on the stolen lands of the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation. Sovereignty never was and never will be ceded. And I pay my respects to the elders past, present and emerging. In this episode, I'm going to share with you all how I've been using meditation to support my mental health, reduce my anxiety, help me come to terms with being an extrovert in isolation. (laughs) I know we're all experiencing COVID-19 very differently between towns and cities, between states, between nations, between continents. So much is just uncertain. It's such a bumpy ride to say the least. Personally, I've experienced some pretty severe anxiety, particularly in the first three or so weeks. I know that in past episodes, I've touched on this a bit. And my anxiety was progressively getting worse every day. Um, I wake up in the morning and the first thing I think about was like, oh my gosh, how do I feel? Am I feeling sick? What is that feeling I'm having? I'd overanalyze every single sensation. I mean, like, is my throat sore? Is my nose sniffly? I feel tight in my chest. Is my chest tight? Am I having trouble breathing? Shit, I'm having trouble breathing. Yes, I was having trouble breathing. I was so anxious all day and so tense all day. And I would just get so worked up that I couldn't even breathe properly. And it would just kind of perpetuate this cycle because I would be tense and therefore I would shallow breathe and then I would shallow breathe and I'd think, fuck, I can't breathe. And then I'd get even tenser and it'd be even harder to breathe. And... It was really, it was a really hard space to be in and I'd have an anxiety attack if I left the house to buy food. Like I got to a point where I became so fearful to leave the house that I just, I couldn't do it. Every day was filled with this dread of thinking whether or not I was going to get sick. And on top of this, there were some other things that were going on as well. Like I couldn't train some of my crew in person. So I was really stressing about money because as a trainer, my income comes from supporting people in person as well as my online crew. So I was like, oh my gosh, what am I going to do? Like I've had all these people who I can't support anymore. I live with family that constantly, every day misgender me, they misgender Zay. I was just like, come on, like now I'm stuck in a house with these people every day to be constantly misgendered regardless of how many times that I correct them. And then my family had a guest of theirs, like a friend of theirs come to stay um, who down here in Melbourne and they went out and did on a, I think they came down for a party or something. I was just like, what are people doing? Like this was kind of early March so everyone knew stuff was going on. And that, you know, things were starting to get pretty serious with this, um, with COVID-19. And they had this guest come over, who went to this party. And then a few days after they'd left, ring up and be like, ah, yes, so I've got coronavirus. So you might want to just, you know, spend the next two weeks making sure that you don't have it. And I'm just like, holy fuck, like, no way. How is this happening? How is this even happening? And it was just, 
oh, kind of the last little bit on top of all my other stresses to be like, now this virus has actually been in our house. And I was just like, wow, I... I don't know how I'm going to deal. And I became so anxious, but not only anxious, I was frustrated and angry and feeling so challenged and not being able to manage myself. And therefore, that mismanagement of myself was actually impacting. It was impacting my relationship with Zay. It was impacting my relationship with my family. And it was just... I was spiraling into a really bad mental space. And I was like, I can't, I just can't keep doing this. I can't keep spending every day on this roller coaster of fear and imagined symptoms and frustration. And on top of all that, this withdrawal from a lack of human connection. Like I would, I would be out almost every day connecting with people and it would energize me. It would bring me joy and happiness just to have an energetic exchange with someone in person. And I was lacking that. I was like going through withdrawals of that. I was like, what am I going to do? Like, this is going to keep going on. I can't, like, I can't, <laughs> I can't keep on being like this. And I had to make a choice. And it was, it was so hard. I sometimes woke up one day and was like, because today's a day that something different has to happen because I don't want to feel like this anymore. Now, you right. remember back in episode eight, I shared with you ways to support your mental health. Um, If you haven't listened to that episode, I'll link it in the show notes. But what I did was share some tips on how to support your mental health while self-isolating. And one of the biggest ways um, that I shared as a support was to just start doing like one thing a day that you could just get down consistently. So I listened to me. (laughs) I, I reflected on where I was going and where I wanted to be, considering that uh, this social distancing and self-isolating that's going on is kind of for an undetermined amount of time. I was like, well, I can't I can't keep on feeling like this if it's going to be for an extended period. I'm not going to be functional. I'm going to fall to pieces. So I listened to what I said would be some good stuff. I'm like, Thanks, Bowie. Thanks, past Bowie, for that really great tip for now, Bowie. (laughs) And I chose to start meditating. I did that because it was somewhat familiar. Like it's something I'd done off and on in the past, kind of here and there, you know, every every week or so I'd be like, ooh, today I'm going to meditate. And so I had a bit of awareness of how it could be helpful. And I was like, okay, every day now, I'm just going to get up. I'm going to do like just a few minutes. And that's going to be my thing. That's going to be my one thing. It doesn't matter what the fuck I do, I do for the rest of the day. It doesn't matter if I do nothing. It doesn't matter if I am the most just <laughs> stressed ball of tension and anxiety and all these emotions that were just like exploding out of me. So long as I meditate, I'm like, I can do that. <sighs> okay, I've got a plan. And I was like, okay, I'm feeling a little bit okay about that. <laughs> I have something that I know that I'm going to start doing. So I would jump in every morning. I've got a, um, a meditation app called Insight Timer. I know I shared that with you in episode eight. Um, there's links to it and I'll link to it again in here. Not that I'm kind of like boosting them or anything. Like I don't have any affiliation. I've just used them and I have them on my phone. So I used it because it was there and they do like free stuff. And I'm like, hooray for free meditation. <laughs> what is better than that? So I began using 
insight timer every morning. They've got these little guided meditations. And I found some people that I liked how they sounded. And I just started with them. And sometimes it, like they've got like ones that are three minutes, ones that are five minutes, ones that are 10 minutes. I'm like, okay, I'm going to go for 10 minutes. I can do this. I like what this human is talking about and I can follow along to it. So that's what I started doing. And I'd sit and I'd breathe and I'd try to do what the instructor was telling me. And it's like, and just breathe and just allow your mind to be still. And I'm like, how the fuck am I supposed to do that? <laughs> it was so hard. But I just kept on trying because what they also say is like, you can't force it and it doesn't happen immediately, especially if you're um, stressed and tense because you can actually get these guided meditations that focus on helping to relieve anxiety, which is like genius. I was like, I need this. This is for me. So I started listening to these ones to help reduce anxiety. And it was really cool because it's like my when your mind is racing a million miles an hour, the last thing you need is someone being like, just don't think about anything. It's like, well, it's not that easy. Like if, if, if that was the case, don't you think I would have done that by now? So it was really a really nice kind of supported way to start to just really chill my mind out just a bit. And it, I would sit there and I'd be like, okay, just think of my breathing. I'm like I breathe in, I breathe out. Oh my God, I didn't think about anything. Shit, I just thought about something. Okay, <laughs> I can do this again. You're going to breathe, focus on the breathing, and my mind would like wander off and I'd have all these little kind of daydreams about stuff. And then all of a sudden, I'd just be like, think about one breath in and one breath out. I'd be like, oh, I did it again. Yes. Damn it, I thought again. <laughs> and it was just, and it's, it was just that little, that little cycle, just like that. But if I could just have one breath where all I thought about was that breath and nothing else, I felt pretty flippin' stoked with myself because. It was a start. And I know uh, that with everything, when it comes to stuff like this, it just takes practice. It's no different from learning to move your body in different ways. You're never good at things at the start. No one's ever perfect at anything from the beginning. No one's ever good at anything from the beginning. And so some people actually are, and they're like exceptionally gifted, amazing humans. But most people are not like that. And I am amongst the most people of not being good at things straight away. So... I resigned myself to that fact and accepted it because, you know, there was nothing I could do about it. And if I could get one breath in that time where I didn't think about being sick, one time in that breath where I didn't think about what will happen to me, what will happen to my family and all these other thoughts that just kept on kind of shooting off in all these directions and all fueled by fear and uncertainty and the unknown. And it was all thoughts that really scared me and I realized the more that I thought about them the more elevated my anxiety got and became this like really gnarly loop of thoughts and it was just perpetuate itself to get worse and worse and it was really hard to break it was like I was addicted to that thought process and those feelings like it felt really shit like anxiety it just it feels not nice in your body but it was familiar because this is an issue that I've had for so many years of my life, this fear of getting sick, this or like this anxiety about it and stuff like that. So it was really familiar. And I would get hooked on that feeling because I would just, just kind of cycle through. But the more I started to meditate, the more I realized that I would just keep repeating these same questions. And I didn't, they didn't have really good answers. And if we ask ourselves a question, our brain is going to answer. And because that's how our brain is designed, it's designed to find answers. But if we ask it really 
like unhealthy questions like what if I get sick well then my brain starts going well if you get sick we've seen on the news you could end up in hospital you could end up with organ failure you could die Bowie and then I'm just like holy fuck I could die <laughs> it was terrifying it really was but after about like a week of listening to these guided meditations on helping myself with my anxiety, I started to realize that they were these same questions and that it became a loop. And I was like, fuck, okay, I've got to change this loop because this is, this is what, this is what I'm doing. I'm repeating this pattern and it's not helping me. And it's only causing me to feel really terrible. And it's, causing all the people who are around me to feel really shit because I can't manage myself. And that's not fair on me. That's not fair on them, especially when we're all stuck in a house together. <laughs> so every day I would just begin to recognize when I started thinking like that. And I made a conscious decision that what was fueling that also was I would get hooked in the news I would, and I like, I read a lot of independent news corporations, but the news is so focused on all the bad stuff that's happening and how many people are dying and how there's a shortage of these medical supplies and how we're going to, you know, the economy is going to crash and all these, and it was just like bad, 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 bad. And I'm just like, holy shit, I don't know how to manage all this. And so much of it is beyond my control. And I was worrying about stuff that I had no possible way myself of even doing anything about. So I made myself a plan to not read the news. I would read it once a week. And that was what I allowed myself. So I identified these thought patterns. I started thinking about what caused them. And the news was one of them. So I'm like, no, it's gone. Once a week. You don't need to read the same things every day. Just rephrase differently. And what I began to focus on was doing that one thing for me because what can I control right now because it's not everything that's outside of me it's not everything that's going on down the street it's not it's not anything other than all of this wild shit that's going on inside me so I've been working on controlling that and that's not meaning that I'm kind of ignoring my feelings or I'm like I can't have feelings oh my gosh no way that's impossible you can't not have feelings right so what I've been doing is for the last 30 days I've been meditating every day and like slowly building up I started with just a few minutes and now I'm I'm at about half an hour and I get up every day and make it the first thing that I do what I actually discovered I was listening to a podcast uh, Russell Brand podcast, and he had this he had this human come on named Wim Hof. I don't know if any of you's ever heard of him. He's a pretty wild, <laughs> pretty wild sounding person. But what he did, um, he's been exploring this way of breathing and then combining it with a cold shower. And they call him the Ice Man because he can go out into like above the Arctic Circle in shorts and no shoes and just stroll around and not be affected by the cold. And he's Climbed Mount Everest in shorts and a shirt <laughs> and with like no oxygen or anything. Climbed Mount Everest, did Mount Kilimanjaro as well. Like he's done all these and he like sits in ice water or does under the ice swims and stuff without any protective stuff on. And what he teaches about is that he uses a particular pattern of breathing 
to to kind of train his body to alkalize his body. He says that if he um, if you do thirty breaths, thirty full breaths in, thirty full breaths out, and then on your thirtieth breath, exhale completely, and then hold your breath as long as you can without passing out. Like you don't want to, you don't want to let yourself to pass out, but just hold your breath until you feel like you really need to inhale. He says if you do that, then it alkalizes your body, which is pretty interesting. And they've done a lot of uh, scientific research into him because he's a pretty exceptional human through this practice. Um, and they've got some scientific reading, um, like research out and talking all about how he's used this breathing and then he couples it with a cold shower, um, which is really invigorating. <laughs> and he started, like I started listening to him um, and his teachings because I, I heard him on a podcast with Russell Brand and Insight Timer has him teaching these breathing techniques and um, the cold shower cycle. So it was pretty cool. I found that after listening to the podcast. I'm like, okay, why not? I've heard about this person for like a bunch of years. I don't really have anything else to fill my time and I'm really looking for ways that I can start to influence what's going on with me. And I wanted to try something a little bit different. So I started doing that as well. I would do like 10 minutes of meditation. Then I'd do this 30 breaths in and out and then I'd hold my breath at the end of the 30th one after I'd exhaled. And then I'd go have a cold shower and it started with a 30 second cold shower. And then every day you kind of, um, every day you kind of build up five seconds. So I'm at a minute and 45 seconds in a cold shower now. It does not get easier. <laughs> um, you just kind of get used to it and you kind of build up on your rounds of breathing as well. So you start out with one round of 30 breaths and then you, um, after you've done that for about a week, you do two rounds and then three rounds and then four rounds. And you build up the breathing and the shower at the same time. So I've, I've been doing that with meditation and slowly building up that as well. And what I've found, actually, since I've been doing this consistently every day, is that I've been feeling really grounded. Like I haven't had high levels of anxiety in over a week now. And I know this sounds like a little woo-woo. When I first started all this stuff, I'm like, uh-huh, sure thing, meditation. <laughs> but I've been doing it and I'm legitimately feeling far less worried. I wake up and I, no, my first thought is not, am I feeling sick? My first thought is not, oh my gosh, is my throat sore? I wake up and I'm like, I'm going to meditate. Cool. And I'm actually looking forward to that. And it's become that one thing in my day that I'm like, I'm looking forward to it. It's one thing I know I can do. And after 30 days, I'm starting to see how it's helping me feel better. Like I'm able to focus now. My, my thoughts, oh, focus better. <laughs> I still find it a bit hard sometimes to stick to one thing <laughs> without going on little tangents and stuff like that. But I'm finding it easier to focus on things that I can do each day that are constructive for me. And that's not about being busy. Um, it's about feeling what I need and then doing that. So I've been doing a lot of little building projects. I really like building stuff. I like taking timber that's something else, <laughs> pulling it apart, and then making another thing out of it. And for me, that creative outlet has been really 
positive as well. And I now have a dining table and a little stool chair thing, which is pretty cool because I've lived for three years without a table in our house. Or we've got a little, Zay and I have a little apartment and it's, we used to just sit on the floor a lot and eat while sitting on the floor and stuff. So it's nice to have a cute little compact dining table now that we can sit at. So what I've been doing is every day, I'm not thinking I've got to be busy. I'm not thinking I have to be productive. I'm not thinking I have to do anything. I'm just doing the things that are going to be helpful for me. And meditation is or has now become that starting point. And then from the day, I'm like, well, cool. I've got I've got my online crew. I'm going to have a chat to them. I'm going to make sure they're all going well. I've been running live group classes as well, which has been really helpful as someone who wants connection with people outside of my little family circle. Uh, it helps me as an extrovert to be able to connect like three days a week with my crew who I train with new people that I get to meet who are coming in to try out moving their bodies while they're self-isolating. So I've found, I've slowly found these little ways that I'm helping me that I can control. And if it wasn't for the last 30 days when I began meditating to get to this point now, I don't think I would be doing anything and not to say there's something wrong with that. I just made the choice in me that I didn't want to keep feeling like that. And I get for some people, it probably seems like a pretty far-fetched or out there or impossible thing to think that it's, or that anyone is capable or that they are capable of actually making such a big change in their life. But I surprised myself, I guess, as well. I didn't expect to be feeling like this within 30 days of meditating blew my mind, which is why I'm sharing it all with you today. Because when I started doing it, I was like, I just need to try something. And for me, meditation was what worked. And I'm not going to say this is going to be for everyone, but some people might get some benefit from this because I've found such a noticeable difference in my day, in my stress levels, in how I'm feeling. I'm actually, I know we're socially isolated and there's all this wild shit going on, but I'm generally feeling happy and just good about me. And I think that's huge. And I feel like I'm able to constructively give my support to others now when just a few weeks back, trying to think about how I had to try and manage myself and the people that I was still training online just seemed like an impossible task. I dreaded it. And I felt a lot of shame for that because I know that the people that I support they are they are asking me for help and I couldn't be there for them and I know they didn't have an expectation on me. I know that they are super amazing humans and they understand that we're all we're all dealing with some pretty unfamiliar circumstances. And I don't think they would judge me for anything that's happened. I'm very lucky like that. I think I've got just got a group of really cool humans in my life. But I actually feel like I have the capacity now to appreciate that and acknowledge that and give them some support that also helps me. And it's all come from me taking the time to try one new thing in my day and just focus on that one thing. And that one thing within 30 days has led me to be able to focus on three things. So, and that was not my intention. I wasn't like, okay, I have to build this up. I have to, I don't have to anything. 
And I, and I just approach every day like that. I don't have to do anything today. What do I want to do? I want to meditate. And then I meditate. And then I go, what do I want to do today? It's like, I want to connect with my crew. I want to build a thing. I want to do a podcast episode. <laughs> you know, I feel like I've got some clarity on figuring out what I can do and what I can't do. And like, I still have a lot of stuff come up for me. I still feel anxiety. I still feel frustration. I still have these feelings. They haven't gone away, but I just feel like it's okay. Even if I am having these feelings, it's okay. I don't feel overwhelmed. I don't feel like I've just been hit by a giant wave and like just washed away with it. I don't feel like that anymore. I feel like I can be like, shit, okay, I'm starting, I can recognize I'm starting to feel frustration. It's like, okay, I've started asking myself a question when I start feeling anxious, when I start feeling frustrated, when I start having these feelings come up. Because every day with these little guided meditations that I've been listening to, the instructors give you these little, they ask you questions, like insightful little questions. They are, they are smart fuckers, I tell you what. They give you good questions and you ask yourself that and all of a sudden you're like, oh, that was a good question. And then you have an answer for it that comes up and you like learn something new about yourself. It's like, wow, that was a really good question. And one of the things that I've started asking myself if I have anxiety come up, if I feel frustrated, frustration was always a a challenge for me. Um, I was a very angry younger person (laughs) and it's always been a first response for me is to get frustrated or to get angry. So that's been a really common theme in my life. And when I have these emotions come up now, I'm asking myself, I'm like, what is this feeling here to teach me? And it snaps me out of it because I can't get caught up in the emotion. I can't just be like, I'm feeling frustrated. Fuck everything. I'm going to be cranky on to slam things around and have a pouty face. And (laughs) No, because I say, I'm feeling frustrated. What is this feeling trying to teach me? And then I'm like, stop. Like, oh, what am I trying trying to do here? (laughs) What am I going to learn from this? Okay, and then I immediately start thinking about what's actually going on. It like snaps that cycle. It's like you don't get to go into that loop of anxiety. You don't get to go into that loop of frustration because I've just asked myself a question that's going to give me a really constructive answer and my brain goes, oh, well, I'm feeling frustration because of this thing here. Okay, well, what is this thing? Oh, it's just that. Well, is that something that is a big deal or can you resolve this? Well, yeah. Then why are you getting frustrated about it? Or why are you worrying about this thing? Is it something that is actually realistic right now? It's like, well, no. Okay. So what is it trying to teach me? That I need to take time to... Think about what's happening before I react. Oh, wow, that was insightful. (laughs) I didn't know I had that answer in me. (laughs) So I've been having these really interesting moments of being able to manage myself better, much better. And I don't hold on to the feelings I have anymore. I'm feeling like I can have 
anxiety or I can, or an anxious thought or I can have a frustrated thought and I don't feel like I'm going to lose it. And I feel that I'm actually positively contributing towards something that I have some control over. But I think the biggest takeaway that I've gotten so far from my 30 days of meditation is that there needs to be balance, right? Meaning that for there to be one thing, there has to be its opposite. And if there is no opposite, then the original thing can't exist because it's not there if it doesn't have a contrasting force. Makes sense? Like if I have anxiety, then I also have calmness inside me. It's like, well, well, if I don't have calmness inside me, then can I actually have anxiety? Because if there's nothing to compare it to, it's does it even exist? It's like, what? <laughs> but it's been a really cool realization, right? So my fear can be balanced out with self-compassion and allowing myself to just be exactly as I am in each moment. Because that feeling or that emotion or any of that, it's going to pass. Everything passes, right? If I hold on to the feeling and get caught up in that cycle, then it won't pass. And then I'm only creating my own unhappiness. And I was like, wow, that's a, that's a pretty cool thing to realize, I think, because I was creating all of these unhappy situations for myself that f- spilled over into a lot of unhappy situations for other people in a time when we were all trapped. <laughs> we're all trapped. That makes it sound terrible. But we're kind of, we kind of are. <laughs> or uh, to reframe it, we're choosing to stay safe by staying at home. I could go out, but I don't want to because it's safer to stay at home right now. <laughs> but I can change how I think and how I feel because... I want to and because it's one thing I have control over and in a time when there's so much that I can't control knowing that I can control how I think and feel not in a controlling like restrictive sort of way but in a I have the ability within myself to change my thoughts if I want to and I'm still having these emotions come up and I'm still feeling you know I feel them I'm feeling so much better about having them and knowing that even though I'm having them, I'm going to be okay. And that in the end, like in the end, this will all be okay. I mean, there's going to be some really fucked shit that's coming from this. And I know that that's something that causes a lot of fear. And I know that we as a species of, you know, on this planet, have like some real uncertainty about the future because things aren't just going to keep on rolling on like they always have up until this point, right? But that doesn't mean it's going to be bad. (laughs) And it doesn't mean it's going to be good. It means it's going to be a combination because there is always both good and bad or happy and sad or like, it's not just good and bad. That's very black and white, but there's always a balance. So there's always a mix of extremes and middle grounds. And if there's not an opposite to a particular thing, then that thing can't exist because it doesn't have anything to compare it to, so it can't be labelled as anything. That's what I think anyway. (laughs) That's what I've gotten from all of this. So, in conclusion, 
if you are able to find just one thing that can help you, because I know that's what's helped me, finding that one thing in your day that can help do one small positive for you, then it could change everything for you. And I think it's something we're all having to face and learn, and we'll do that in our own different ways. And not everyone's going to be in a meditation, but what else could you do? You know, there's some of those, there's creative outlets. You could sing, you could draw, you can cook. I know so many people who are cooking at the moment, (laughs) and that's cool. We all have things that we can do that we know help us feel good. And it's easy to get caught up in being stuck, just focusing on the negatives. And it becomes like an addiction. It does. It's familiar. It's fucking uncomfortable, but comfortable at the same time because it's a safe, it's a safe feeling to have because we know how it rolls out, right? We know how this goes. When I get anxious, I know how it's going to go. And I'm like, oh, I'm feeling anxious. And then it just builds up and builds up. And I'm like the whole time, like, oh, it's like it feels, it feels so bad. But at the same time, I'm like familiar. Mm. And I kind of rely on that familiarity because in a time of uncertainty, having the certainty of knowing how my anxiety was going to roll out was something that kind of caused, it created comfort for me. So breaking that cycle can be tough, but understanding that there's something else that you do have control over that can actually be just as good for you, but in a more constructive way for yourself and for others around you, that's a really valuable thing to try and look into. You don't have to take action on it, but even if you just started thinking about it, you know, write it down. Like what, what things make you happy? What things help you feel good about you? What things do you have control over in your day? Because when we're all at home and we may be in a space with people who aren't supportive of us and it can feel really hard to feel like nothing can be happy, but that's not true. We all have something regardless of our circumstance. I think there's always something that we all know in ourselves that does help us feel better. And if we can't think of anything, then trying things out, just trying little things out, may help you learn something about yourself in what you can do or what does help you feel good or what you might be good at that you didn't even know. But not trying to force yourself. It just starts with the thinking. And change doesn't happen until we make a choice for it too. So if you are ready to make that choice and you're ready to explore those things that could help you in this current situation, hooray. I I encourage you to do so. If you are not ready, if even the thought of doing something like this absolutely terrifies you, that's okay. And over time, maybe that will change. Maybe it won't. But wherever you're at, it is okay. You are exactly where you need to be. And it's all okay. Until next week, friends. Do what you can for you. Think about the things you can control. You will get through this. We will all get through this. Even though we may not know what's coming and it might be different, doesn't mean it's going to be bad. We've got this. Have a rad day, pals. <laughs>